The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When the doctor examined my broken thumb, he said, don't use that hand. So I said to him, well, if I can't use my hand, how am I supposed to go to work and pay for your doctor bills? Well, actually, I didn't say that. I didn't think of saying it uh, until after I left. But let's suppose that while I was going to the emergency room to meet the doctor about my sore thumb, that I happened to bump into the two disciples that Jesus had sent to cure the sick. And the disciples noticed my swollen thumb and says, oh, what happened to you? <laughs> it looks like a golf ball is in there. I tell them, well, I, I fell. He says, let me see that. And then they cure my thumb. Well, I'm going to be really happy because... I don't have to go to the emergency room and spend five hours uh, waiting for my turn to be served. I don't have to go to uh, therapy for twice a week. I don't have to pay $75 for registration fee because it's the first time I've been at that particular hospital. I don't have to pay $150 for a nurse to take my vitals, $300 for the x-ray, another $300 for the doctor to examine the x-ray and tell me that my thumb is broken. Now, with all of this time that I have and all of this money, that all I'm grateful for, do you not think that I am not going to turn to those two disciples that cured my thumb and say to them, 
can I take you to lunch? Can I put maybe a couple of uh, pair of shoes on your feet, walking shoes, or put you up for the night? And see, that's the reason. That's exactly the reason why Jesus sent his disciples out to cure the sick with nothing. No money, no food, no extra luggage, no extra clothing. Because you're not going to need it. They get a special gift. A gift that's going to make a lot of people happy, and they're going to just shower them with lots of gifts. They're never going to have to worry about anything again. Now, the reason I say that is because when Jesus rose from the dead, we got a gift. Oh, a divine gift, a really, a really special gift. So let me tell you about the gift we got. So Jesus, was, when he died, he was in the tomb for three days, and the first thing, the first thing that Jesus did when he rose from the dead is he filled his lungs up with air. <gasps> and then, after that, he took that resurrected breath, went to the disciples, and then he gave them the exhale. He breathed on them and gave them the resurrected breath. And that's the gift. They got the gift of of the Spirit, which means now they're going to have eternal life. But not only that, but now for the first time in their life, they're going to be able to do things they were never able to do before. They're going to be able to live like Christ lived. They're going, to be, have his, uh, they're going to be able to forgive like Christ forgave. They're going to be able to carry crosses with courage and hope like Christ did. They're going to be able to, to uh, forgive and be kind and merciful and generous and grateful. All the things that Christ does, we have now got his spirit. We just got to use the gift. So let's go back to the disciples who were, had this special gift to heal people. And let's say they decided, nah, we're not going to use that gift. And so they decided not to cure my thumb. Do you think I'm going to shower them with gifts? Do you think I'm going to put them up for the night? Or I'm going to put the running shoes on their feet? Or I'm going to give them, take them out for lunch? No. I'm too busy running to the emergency room because I have a sore thumb. No, they, they will be taken care of if, if. They use the gift. It's the same with us. God gave us a very, very special gift. To live like him. To live his life. To be able to do things we were never able to do before without it. You know, yeah, when Jesus sends us out into the world, we may not feel like we have a lot of things. I wish I had more Education. I wish I had a better brain. I wish I had uh, uh, more money or, or a nicer place to stay. When you get God's spirit, you're not going to need it. Only if, and only if, you use the gift.